The following CannabisRadio.com program contains explicit language and content that can be considered graphic and offensive. This program is not suitable for all audiences, and the opinions expressed do not reflect those of CannabisRadio.com, its staff, management, or sponsors. Listener discretion is advised. And now, CannabisRadio.com presents The Stoner Jesus Show. Yes. Welcome, everyone. Stoner Jesus Show podcast, chapter one, verse three. This is our third podcast. We've been doing live shows for many years. A big show for you. By the way, I'm very fucking exhausted as I take this opening segment of the podcast. I'm excited about the show. You're going to love it. I'm on Twitter at StoneJesus420. Tweet me a link to the show whenever, wherever, and however you're listening. And you will get a retweet. We're 136,000 followers now, StoneJesus420. If you want to email the show, interact with us that way, StoneJesus420 at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. You can search Facebook for Disciples of StoneJesus. Join our group for the show, post, comment, whatever, funny stories, funny shit, you know, just come check it out. Find out how to join us for Skype segments and, and other call-in type of stuff. I'm going to leave a voicemail, one three four seven four one four weed I actually had a voicemail for tonight, but it says on, on the Skype, which is on my other computer, which is not uh, open right now, and ready to go, uh, evidence of my exhaustion we'll save it for next week for next week's podcast little tease little tease there as they say in the business on the voicemail so go search Disciples of Stoner Jesus on Facebook and join our group for the show of course um, as I said make sure you leave the voicemails there's, there's the email there's Twitter even though we're not live there's lots of ways you can interact with the show I hope you will. Of course, it's October. It's Check Your Titties Month, a very big month in in Stern Jesus Show history. You know, this is a very uh, the the rest of the year is just nothing but big events for us. We got Check Your Titties Month. We got the Stern Jesus Haunted House. We got Thanksgiving coming up. We of course got Christmas, which is an amazing time. And and when when it comes to the Stern Jesus Show, as you can imagine, and it's all coming up. We're doing podcasts here on SternJesus.net. We're also on Stitcher and on Spreaker. Coming soon to CannabisRadio.com and some other platforms, a platform we've been on before, and another platform we have uh, heretofore not been on. That's right, look it up. But it will be awesome. Make sure you check us out on CannabisRadio.com. We're also involved, as I said in the last podcast, in the Artie Lang podcast subscriber contest trying to just drive subscribers to his podcast winner gets three thousand dollars and a trip to new york beyond the podcast uh, i can't stress how big of course this would be for the show i tweet out the link a lot 
uh, if you want to go out and want to help the show, try to win this. The link you got to try to get people to sign up through is artyquitter.com forward slash ref forward slash one two nine. It's the website artyquitter.com forward slash ref forward slash one two nine. Help out the show. Tweet that link, Facebook it. Try to get it anywhere in front of, uh, especially old Howard Stern fans, where they might see it. They may not know Artie has a podcast, but then they find out, and they want to go listen to it. And we win money and a trip and huge exposure for the show. It would be fucking awesome. Let's go. That's as amped as I can get this this uh, late hour. I hope you all have enjoyed the podcast so far. If there's been a little technical glitches here and there, we're still trying to work through those. Bear with us. Hopefully everything will be worked out in due course. Won't be too many problems. We didn't have these kind of problems during the live shows. No matter what happened during the live shows, man, no matter what the computer did, if it glitched, whatever, what people at home heard was straight, continuous streaming, straight money. Now with the recordings, it's, just, oh, it's been a fucking nightmare. I don't want to bore you with that shit. I'll worry about it. We'll try to do the best we can here in our uh, our fits and starts with the podcasting. Fuck us, we got going on. That's it. Talk to about everything I want to talk about in this episode. Coming up next, we have a little Ask Stoner Jesus session I did on Periscope. If you want to see the video for that? Go check out my Periscope at Stoner Jesus four twenty. Of course, it links to the Twitter and all that stuff. But you go watch it. Also, an awesome interview I've been looking forward to for a long time. An interview with Haley Marie Norman. Knew her for many, many things, going all the way back to a deal or no deal. Go Google her, Haley Marie Norman. XO Haley Marie on Twitter. That's Haley with two Ys. That interview was awesome. And of course, we had sex, toys, and stories from the road with VDJ Sexy Hippie. Now, on the Friday podcast, which is what this is. Oh, technically now it's Saturday as I record this. I told you, I'm a little behind, I'm a little exhausted, but we're getting it done, and we're bringing it to you. That's our slogan. We're getting it done, and we're bringing it to you. I don't know. I told you, I'm tired. So, Sex Toys and Stories from the Road with VDJ Sexy Hippie. That'll be after the Haley Marie Norman interview. You go check out the Sex Toys and Stories from the Road page on stonerjesus.net. We'll wrap up the podcast, of course, with some retro Stoner Jesus. For you new listeners, you may have not been exposed to the show or any of the live shows we did. Try to end every podcast with a retro Stoner Jesus clip for you to check out. Keep spreading the word about stonerjesus.net and the podcast. Make sure everybody knows we're doing the podcast now, and it's awesome. Got some words from our sponsors coming up. They are very important. They support us, so please go support them. Click their banners on sternjesus.net. They have a lot of awesome products. Go check them out. Those banners on stonerjesus.net. And we got some Ask Stoner Jesus that I did on Periscope. Coming up, stay tuned. The Stoner Jesus Show is brought to you in part by Hemptations.com and PlanetEverywhere.com. They got a lot of awesome stuff for you to check out. But don't just take my word for it. Let Beach, the owner of Hemptations, 
Tell you all about it. It's a very large selection of hemp goods, everything from reusable coffee filters to frisbees, bandanas, everything planted everywhere on the site is made in Cincinnati, Ohio, made locally. We also have other retail products from our cosmetics, uh, earthly body product, bags on the retail site. You know, again, uh, anybody local in Cincinnati can go to hemptations.com and get the info on the stores. Planted everywhere is our .com is our retail site. You can can hit me up on Hemptation Beach or like my Facebook page, Hemptations or Hemptations 2. I'm on Twitter, Google, <laughs> I'm on the internet everywhere, just like everyone. Um, you know, we love to hear from people all over the world, positive things about industrial hemp. That's what I do. That's what we do. Largest selection of industrial hemp on the planet in the stores. And I'd like to grow that inventory to be able to say that I haven't actually checked out all the other hemp retail spots to see if we have the largest amount on our planet everywhere but uh, it's a it's a fair it's a fair selection and as beach always says having temptations hello you dirty hippies stoner jesus here to tell you that it's okay to smoke like a dirty hippie but it's not okay to smell like one check out our awesome stoner jesus show sponsor skinfully wicked click that sinful soap banner on stonerjesus.net they have all kinds of of soaps and other cosmetic creams. Skinfully Wicked, the natural skin care for the inked. They also have a lot of handcrafted natural soaps that contain hemp seed oil. Click that Sinful Soap banner on stonerjesus.net. Or check out skinfullywicked.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at skinfullywicked. The easiest thing to do to check out all of their soaps and skin care products is to click that Sinful Soap banner on stonerjesus.net. And remember, don't smoke the soap. Hello, my children. Stoner Jesus here. Tell you about another great sponsor of the Stoner Jesus Show. It's Pottles. Check out their banner on stonerjesus.net. P-O-T-T-L-E-S. Follow my Pottles on Twitter. They have all kinds of great stuff, including odor-free stash containers. Come in all kinds of sizes and colors. They're airtight, watertight, and UV-protected. They also got cones, dab stuff, they got glass, tubes, and more. Check out that Pottles banner on stonerjesus.net. Or simply go to mypottles.com. Think outside the baggie. They always have great deals and more going on. Go get your odor-free stash containers and more. Just click that Pottles banner on stonerjesus.net. The Stoner Jesus Show on CannabisRadio.com. Your connection to quality cannabis insurance services is spelled K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R. That's Karcher Insurance. We have worked with ventures like cannabis for over 60 years. We're proud to represent over 50 companies with tailor-made cannabis plans for owners just like you to insure your product, your plants, and your pursuits. K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R spells out their full-service insurance services, ranging from commercial to bonds, to personal, from life to health, and more. Contact the team at CarcherInsurance.com and let our experience work for you. That's K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R Insurance.com. Contact Karen and the team at Karcher Insurance at 1-844-421-3560. That's 844-421-3560. Gondrepreneur.com, your guide to the cannabis business world. Gondrepreneur.com is a comprehensive resource for cannabis professionals and entrepreneurs. 
Download the Gondrepreneur app on your smartphone or tablet to catch up on cannabis industry news, scroll through our daily job listings, and learn about successful cannabis companies, executives, and investors. Gondrepreneur.com, helping Gondrepreneurs grow. The following CannabisRadio.com program contains explicit language and content that can be considered graphic and offensive. This program is not suitable for all audiences, and the opinions expressed do not reflect those of CannabisRadio.com, its staff, management, or sponsors. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Stoner Jesus Show on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back, everybody. Stoner Jesus Show Podcast, Chapter 1, Verse 3, is our third official podcast since we stopped doing live shows. We did live shows for a long time. Now we're podcasting. I have my Periscope up live. see quite a few people joining. Hopefully we'll get some Ask Stoner Jesus. See, uh, Nisa Fly High, Country Boys Stoner 420. I need better glasses. It's just already like too far away from me. to even fucking see. You adjust. Anyway, we're recording for the podcast. It's chapter one, verse three. Yeah, that's right. That's the format we're going with. Hope we get some Ask Stoner Jesus going. Here's the hashtag Ask Stoner Jesus. Is that Eva three two eight three two five eight five? Man, I'm fucking blind. Holy shit. Anyway, this could be a good segment. It may not be. You never know. Weed tooth. What up? Anybody got any, uh, any questions? Fire away. I'll try to think of something witty and or entertaining to say. You will be able to hear it later on the podcast. As I said before, there's many reasons we went to podcasting. The live show is just too much. I always wanted to do live internet radio. I always wanted to do live real radio, and I did some of that. But, I mean, I wanted to make live internet radio a thing is not a thing. Either they have the visual stuff like this, or uh, let's see, who's that? Terrence Caton, sparking up a blunt full of delicious sativa. Uh, Country Boy Sterner wants to know when you get on the podcast. Uh, I got to find a way. I want to interact with, like, you know, get some callers on. And uh, Skype, I'm on Skype with Sterner Jesus 1. Uh, you can also join the Disciples of Sterner Jesus Facebook group. I try to get groups together to do some some podcast segments. Maybe like some Would You Rather or some uh, Fuck, Mary Kill and Method of Killing, whatever. Get a little interaction going with the show because we don't have the live chat room anymore. So we do the Periscope like we're doing right now. Make sure you follow me on Periscope and give me those hearts because apparently they're important. I don't know. In any case, you know, uh, just... That's right, Country Boy Stoner is from around here. I don't know if we'll have people in the studio. i gotta, I got to figure out the logistics of this. The first fucking thing i got to figure out is the recording problems. I tried a bunch of different programs. I'm having difficulties. Like what I'm doing right now, the only recording I may have may be on Periscope. Maybe the, the the audio recording may be fucked up. I don't know. I never know until I check it out. Uh, anyway. But yeah, I'm going to try to get like more live, live interaction to show. I mean, obviously there was like email, stonerjesus420 gmail.com. There's Twitter. That kind of shit. Uh, country Boy Stoner uh, sharing on Twitter. Fucking A. Try to get some live interaction with the show. Get some, some people, maybe people in the studio. 
and on Skype, uh, and on the phone. I don't know. Uh, uh, Terrence Caton, what's the difference between live shows and this? Isn't this live? The Periscope is live, but what I'm doing with the microphone here is being recorded and it'll be incorporated into a podcast, a future podcast. The audio will sound different because I'm talking into this microphone, as opposed to uh, that. I am on Mass Roots, Stoner Jesus 420 MR. I I got there late. There's already a Stoner Jesus, a Stoner Jesus 420, a Stoner Jesus underscore 420, a Stoner Jesus 420 underscore 1. I was very late to Mass Roots, so I got Stoner Jesus 420 MR. <laughs> Yeah, this will be part of a podcast, the audio portion of it. It'll be posted on SternJesus.net and on Stitcher and on Spreaker, soon coming to CannabisRadio.com. We're going to be um, in a lot of other platforms as well, iTunes, iHeartRadio, just all kinds of shit. So it be pretty cool. But the Periscope is live, so we can get some live interaction during the podcast. Uh, looking forward to linking up on other social networks. Yeah, well, the links to all my social networks are on sternjesus.net. Except for SoundCloud. That's kind of new. We haven't got that up there yet. Sternjesus420 on SoundCloud. But I'm on Tumblr and Instagram and Facebook. And you join the Disciples of Stoner Jesus Facebook group. All kinds of places you can interact with the show. The, the live thing, <clears throat> excuse me, the live thing just wasn't working. Just the, the chat room interaction. Most people are listening on their phones. People want to listen and view things when they want to view them. I can get some live people going in, in Periscope because it's a visual thing. Although I'm looking at what you're looking at, I don't know. The microphone's kind of cool. I look very mysterious back here behind the microphone. <laughs> Ain't I very mysterious? You know, what the fuck was I talking about? Interaction with the show. We do live interaction. <laughs> live interaction with people. Absolutely Country Boy Stoner. We will, um, I figure out what I'm going to do. It's a new format. The live shows are much different than this. And I got to figure out what uh, what's going on. Where are you located? What state? I'm in northern Kentucky. And, uh, there's nothing. There's uh, I think there's a CBD law. Nothing medical. Nothing recreational. Of course, Ohio is attempting issue three this year. Very controversial. And uh, I've, I've went into issue three quite a few times on the show. I am for marijuana legalization. Are there problems with issue three? Fucking absolutely. Problems and things that need to be improved upon in intervening years. But the only time, anytime soon, anytime in the near future, medical marijuana or recreational marijuana legalization is going to happen in Ohio, it's going to be issue three. You know, Ohio's damn prohibition, they have no money. They have no signatures. Ohio Rights Group, they've been trying for medical marijuana for a couple years now. No money, no signatures. Say what you want about responsible Ohio. They're a bunch of rich rich dickheads who are going to make a ton of money. All that may be true. But if you're talking about legal sales, legal growing, legal possession, that's only going to happen with issue three. You know, it is what it is. Very controversial. A lot of people hate it. A lot of people in the cannabis community hate it. But, I mean, what are you going to do? Wait another five years for any hope of anything? And even then, you don't know. 
Maybe then you have no idea if 2020 rolls around, is there going to be any money? Uh, will the legalization uh, momentum have passed by then? You have no idea. So you do what you can do and improve upon it later. But no, Kentucky sucks. We've been trying for medical marijuana for quite a few years through the legislature. It's not budging. Indiana is very close to here as well. No. Nada. They have the first church of cannabis, Bill Levin. Bill Levin. I forgot how to pronounce his name. We interviewed him on the show one time. Cool dude. But, you know. Ohio is the only place. The closest I am to any kind of even medical marijuana would be Michigan. I have to drive through a whole state. A big fucking state, too, like Ohio. From south to north. That's as, that's as close as it gets. Anyway, I'm going to wrap this up. This is the Stoner Jesus Show podcast, chapter 1, verse 3. For those of you watching on Periscope right now, the podcast will be either up either up tonight or tomorrow. I don't know. i got to get those segments done. I'm behind. I'm way behind. I'm trying. Thank you, uh, Crazy J 82 sharing on Twitter. I'm very behind in the podcast. I'm supposed to do a Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. This is the Friday one. It's almost 10 p.m. Eastern time. I still got a lot to do. Uh, we do have the Haley Marie Norman interview coming up. I did record that. So that'll be coming up next for those of you listening on the podcast. For those of you listening on Periscope, of course, it will not be next because this is a Periscope. <laughs> and I already recorded that interview. So there's no possible way for me to put it on Periscope. But you can hear it on the podcast on SternJesus.net, on Stitcher, and on Spreaker, any Spreaker radio app for your smartphones and your tablets. Thanks, everybody, for checking us out on, out on uh, Periscope. Thanks for everybody. Thanks to everybody. Fucking wound up. It is way late to be this wound up. <laughs> Thanks to everybody watching on Periscope and sharing. Thanks to everybody listening on podcast. You're awesome. Spread the word about SternJesus.net and the podcast. We'll do this from time to time, a little Ask Stern Jesus on Periscope. While simultaneously recording the podcast, it's fucking technology, bitch, and it's awesome. Got that out. For those of you listening on podcast, we have that Haley Marie Norman interview coming up. Also, some sex, toys, and stories from the road with VDJ Sexy Hippie. We'll wrap up the show with some retro stoner Jesus for new listeners. Thanks, everybody, for checking it out. For those of you listen later on Periscope or listen later on the podcast, you're awesome. You live motherfuckers were awesome. Fucking A. That's right. A devil horns. To the Periscope people, you can't. Where, where else can you get this shit? A guy behind a shiny microphone and devil horns out of fucking nowhere. Fucking nowhere. Anyway, if you're on Facebook, go search Disciples of Standard Jesus on Facebook. Join our group for the show. We'll be back. Hello, my children. Stoner Jesus here to tell you about another awesome sponsor of the Stoner Jesus Show, Puffer Shades. Check out the Puffer Shades banner on stonerjesus.net. They're polarized sunglasses for the cannabis enthusiast. Puffer Shades strives to provide the best sunglasses in the cannabis industry, and they stand behind every pair that they sell. Go to PufferShades.com or just click that Puffer Shades banner on StonerJesus.net. Make sure you use the promo code STONER. That's promo code STONER to get 20% off of your purchase. Puffer Shades started only $24.20 a pair. Hey, they know you're high. Don't pay for expensive sunglasses. You're going to end up losing anyway. Get yourself some puffer shades. 
The lenses cut down the glare and the haze. Your eyes are more comfortable and you can see better. Plus, they hide those red eyes you got. Check out the Puffer Shades banner on stonerjesus.net. Make sure you use promo code STONER to get 20% off. The Stoner Jesus Show is brought to you by Gigawax Vaporizers. Check out the Gigawax banner on stonerjesus.net. Make sure you follow Gigawax on Twitter. Gigawax Vaporizers were designed with artists, DJ producers, musicians, and music lovers in mind. It's quite unique. It has a slim profile, a quartz coil, and it's available in six colors by before January 1st, 2016, with the awesome low price of $49.99. It's Gigawax Vaporizer pins. Check out that Gigawax banner on stonerjesus.net. This is the Stoner Jesus Show on CannabisRadio.com. MJWellness.com, the largest medical marijuana community in the world. Connect with thousands of patients, doctors, industry leaders, and businesses through shared personal experiences along our worldwide network. Discover new therapies and benefits with content tailored to you. Come grow your network on MJWellness.com. You're not alone. Your wellness matters. Learn, live, and thrive. Check out MJWellness.com today. Dr. Dabber, hurry. Its temperature is shooting past 1,000 degrees Fahrenheit. It's burning up. I'm afraid for this little guy, it's just too late. What caused the problem? Only Dr. Dabber can maintain the perfect temperature for a smooth-tasting, slower burn. This standard vaporizer lost all of its health benefits, sending it up in smoke. So you're telling me that most vapor pens burn so hot they produce smoke, not vapor? Correct. Keep away from those standard vaporizer pens and turn to Dr. Dabber, doctor's order. Less heat, <laughs> more flavor. The following CannabisRadio.com program contains explicit language and content that can be considered graphic and offensive. This program is not suitable for all audiences, and the opinions expressed do not reflect those of CannabisRadio.com, its staff, management, or sponsors. Listener discretion is advised. The Stoner Jesus Show. On CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back, everybody. Star Jesus Show podcast, chapter one, verse three. This should be Haley Marie Norman. Hello, Stoner Jesus Show podcast. Is this Haley? This is Haley. Hi. Hi, Haley. Thanks for being on the show. Um, of course. Thanks for having me. Are we like on right now? Uh, we're recording right now. Yeah, for uh, okay. the podcast we posted tomorrow. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 Do you edit stuff out or no? Uh, not unless I have to. I mean, you know, but we're totally uncensored, so there really shouldn't be anything. <laughs> anything goes. <laughs> awesome. Cool. 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 Perfect. Let's do it. Uh, so a lot of people uh, may not know you by name, but I'm sure they've seen you in a ton of places, Deal or No Deal, you know, television shows, movies. Uh, what a lot of people might not know is that you are, you know, more than just, you know, a hot chick. You, you've been studying the craft of acting and comedy for, for quite a long time, right? Yeah, yeah. I started, I think I've been a member of SAG since I was like seven years old. Um, so I started, I worked as a kid doing like uh, commercials and TV and mostly modeling because I was actually discovered as like a kid model by Cindy Crawford. Uh, but then I took time off after I worked as a kid to really like study the craft. I went to a theater conservatory. Um, I, 
I graduated from Upright Citizens Brigade, which is uh, Amy Poehler's improv and comedy school, and now I'm a house team performer there as well. So, yeah, I've kind of been doing this thing forever. And like I said, a lot of people would know you from Dealer No Deal. That's, of course, where I first saw you. Uh, how did you get that? I mean, you were really young when you got that, weren't you? Yeah, I was I was a baby when I got that. Uh, and uh, that was such a crazy experience. It was really cool because I came into it at the beginning of the second season. So the first season was really short. So I was on the show for the bulk of it. Uh, but it, it, a couple episodes had aired before I, before I joined and it was my grandma's favorite show. So I felt like so proud, like being on that show. I was like, oh man, I'm, you know, I've always been like, the, like very crazy, like weirdo in my family. So I'm like, cool, I'm making them proud. Um, <laughs> but I got that through a modeling agency of mine at the time, at the time. And I think I just got the job because in the audition, they wanted us to like tell a story or something. And I had just shot this movie with, um, Eddie Murphy and Cuba Gooding Jr. And I just like told like this, this story, like this funny story that I don't even think I remember now with Cuba getting junior. Uh, and I think I was just probably like the biggest nerd that auditioned, and that's why I got it. <laughs> well, so uh, all definitely... these other girls are like very sorry. What? And I was gonna say it's definitely great that you could uh, you know make your grandma happy. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, it, that meant everything to me. It's like the moments like that that make everything worth it. You know. So, uh, like I said, you've done a lot of movies and TV shows and stuff. Uh, what are some of the, your favorite roles that you've uh, you performed in? Well, I just was in a Top 5 with Chris Rock. I looked totally different in that film. Uh, but that was an awesome experience for me because I was working with a bunch of SNL people and, I was, and of course, Chris Rock. And I was playing... Uh, this like this like a real character so yeah. getting to like do one of my favorite characters alongside you know such great comedians really just meant a lot to me um and also like i got i was on the poster for it and stuff so that was that's the role that's the furthest you move from who i am as an individual and um yeah so that was that was a really great experience i'm trying to think of uh i got to work with will smith shooting hancock and that was uh, really, really awesome as well. Uh, Dennis Hopper was one of my, he's one of my favorite actors of all time. And um, I had to, I got to work with him on Crash. There was a TV show called Crash on Stars for a while. Yeah. And uh, so I got to work on that with him. And that was, that was also really fun. But I, I was like, I had like a nude scene with him. So like Dennis Hopper saw my boobs, which uh, <laughs> I wonder how many, I was going to say like not a lot of people could say that. And then when I thought about it, I was like, Mm, there's Probably a good so. amount of people who can say Dennis Hopper is in their dick. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, definitely. If people want to check that out, of course, I have checked it out, as I'm sure many have. Uh, I know we've had Mr. Skin on the show before. It's up on Mr. Skin. And, um, but it's, oh, it's, cool. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, um, you know what's funny is this, the company at the time, like the legal department behind the show, had cause all these websites, including Mr. Skin, you know, they put the images up on their website or whatever. Yeah. And I think for with, on on Mr. Skin, it was like they they said it was like one of the like it was like one of the top like new scenes of the year, like one of the best new scenes of all time or whatever. And then when the lawyers like reached out to everyone to like have the images removed or whatever, that got taken down. But like what of course happened was like it started to creep back up on other sites. So now it's on other sites, and I'm like, well, if it was going to be on any site. I wish it was. Still on Mr. Skin, <laughs> you know. 
that's but, uh, that's something yeah. having the, the the nude scene of the year. Yeah, it was something that wasn't exactly what it was called, but it was something yeah. that made me feel good about myself. I was like, <laughs> okay, cool, man, cool. Well, it's, yeah, it's definitely a fantastic scene. If anyone wants to go uh, check it out, uh, you mentioned people like <laughs> you know Dennis Hopper and Will Smith and Chris Rock. Has there ever been a time that you were uh, ever starstruck, or is it just something that you know comes with the territory? Um. Oh, God. The only time I was ever starstruck was not when I was working, but I met, well, I was at the BAFTA, so I guess you could kind of call that working. It's the, like basically the British version of the Academy Awards, and uh, I met Leonardo DiCaprio, and I was just, I mean, in love with that guy, that man. So um, I saw him, and at first I played it, like, super cool. Like, our, my manager, like, introduced me to him, and Clint Eastwood, uh, uh, and I played, I just like didn't say much because I was like, I was just like, what can I possibly say? So I played it cool. Then later on in the night, Leonardo DiCaprio was like standing by myself and he came over to talk to me. And at that point, and he, I, and at that point, I just lost it. I mean, I just started, I just, I just lost it. And then I, it was at, this was at the Beverly Hills Hotel. And I went into the bathroom at the Beverly Hills Hotel and called my mom after, like, crying. And I was like, I just embarrassed myself in front of Leonardo DiCaprio. He'll never work with me. But, again, this was, like, so many years ago. And now that I'm older, I'm like, there's no way he'll ever remember that. I'm good. <laughs> but it was still humiliating. Oh, man. So uh, <clears throat> you're uh, you're up on Twitter and you're on Periscope a lot. And uh, a, a facet, <laughs> or a, uh, I guess a favorite thing among your fans is, and I guess yourself as well, is the weed bikini. So, of course, being the Stone oh. Jesus show, we have to ask about uh, uh, the, the weed bikini. And, and where did your – obviously, you love uh, Mary Jane as much as we do. Where did your relationship with Mary Jane begin? You know, I started, I guess, like in college. I would – like when I was at my theater conservatory, like instead of like drinking or whatever, I'd be like, oh, I'm just going to like smoke a little bit. But it was like very – recreationally and then like very like every every once in a while so I guess I mean more sporadic but even recreationally but now but I actually like now have like kind of like issues with like insomnia and uh and so I'm I, like I'm vegan I'm all natural in like everything that I do and I tried taking um like Ambien and I got and I started getting like addicted to it and I was like and it had me like up like hallucinating I wasn't wow. sleeping on it and stuff yeah, it was terrible. So finally I was like, everything else in my life is like so natural. Like I need to turn, I sh why am I not just like smoking pot to help me sleep or to like Absolutely. help me if I have like back pain or, you know, I, these, these are like, there was a few things in my life that I was like, smoking weed would be so much, I could throw all these prescriptions away. So, um, so that's what I, that's what I, that's what I did. And of course, like, I just like smoking weed. It's really fun. But I do also <laughs> use it for medicinal purposes. And also, like, writing and stuff. Like, like I said, I'm a, I'm a writer and performer. And for the most part, I work totally sober. But there was one time where I was doing, like, a one-woman show, like a little uh, stand-up thing at, uh, at UCB. And I was just having a really hard time. UCB is Upright Citizens Brigade in Nicola School I mentioned before. And I was just, like, having a really hard time kind of, like, tying my teeth together. And I was like, man, I don't know. This sucks. And I was like, I'm going to smoke some pot and go to bed. And then I smoked some pot, and the ideas, like, came flowing, and I wrote, like, this whole <laughs> one-woman show, and I was like, And part of me was like, I'm going to wake up in the morning, and this is going to be, like, terrible, right? 
but that did not happen. <laughs> like I woke up and I was like, this is rad. I, I loved it. I ran with it and I had a real <laughs> successful show with it. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And I had my, my bikini for this summer was like a bikini with just leaves, leaves all over it. Cause I was like, this looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely uh, it's definitely awesome. It's def- uh, I know I've heard a lot of stand-ups say that uh, like the, the creativity that comes with smoking weed is, is good for the writing, but a lot of them don't like it for the performing. Like you said, uh, this, you know, it takes away their edge, and you know, you kind of need to be you know, in the moment, and it's not always possible if you're really high. Yeah, exactly. I can't, I can't work when I'm like I would never. I have lots of friends that do, but who are, like, very successful actors, but I personally could never, like, show up to work high, or I guess there's still a part of me that would be, like, is this me being, like, unprofessional? But I guess it's just because when I'm, I work in film and TV and there's so much money on the line and there's so much, everyone works really hard to do their job and I respect their work so much that I yeah. wouldn't want to be, like, moving slower than I needed to, even if I wasn't aware. Like, I, I pride myself on, like, always showing up and, you know, and, and doing a great job. Yeah. And so I do feel like if I smoked weed beforehand, like that would sort of get in the way of that. But you better believe when I come home at night, <laughs> I'm getting high. <laughs> so if, uh, if I ask you, uh, what's the highest you've ever been? Is there like an event or a certain instance that comes to mind? Oh my God. Yes. One of the first <laughs> times I smoked weed. I, wait, hold on. By the way, I just have to say, I think I have like this terrible habit of like periscoping high because every single time I get high I'm like oh this is the perfect time to periscope and I start <laughs> periscoping really high and then I like watch and, and then I start getting like really self-aware as it's happening because all these people start commenting like uh man you're so high right now or whatever and I'm like and, and I'm like trying to hide the fact that I'm high so so like the fans in my periscope like call me out or whatever and sometimes I'll like be denying it because I'll just be like extra paranoid so I'll be like no, I'm not high. No <laughs> way, man. <laughs> no way, man. And then I watch the periscopes back, and I'm like, yeah, clearly I'm fucking blazed out of my mind. So then I'll tell myself, like, okay, I can't periscope when I'm high anymore, but that doesn't happen. I just keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Oh, um, well. So are there any uh, any big, like, celebrity names, like, that you've, uh, that you? I, mean, they, I guess you could say that, like, you're, you're regular weed smokers that you got high with? Oh, yeah. Um, but I don't know if I can say, I don't want to say their name. I don't want to put them on black. Uh, yeah, absolutely don't. You know, if you're not sure, absolutely don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kid Cuddy is a, is a friend of mine, and he's like oh, yeah. obviously known for like just doing a ton of drugs, including yeah. fucking pop. So um, he and I have definitely like gotten high on just weed like together yeah. uh, in the past. And yeah, I feel like most people smoke weed, right? Like it seems that way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's I've definitely like done it with a few, you know, uh, notable names. Yeah, that are uh, better left unsaid. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for respecting my privacy. <laughs> Not a problem. Plus, I don't. I don't want to be sued. <laughs> um, so, what uh, what projects are you involved with now? I know that that uh, the show Adam ruins everything is on True TV, and uh, you're in some of that. Yes. Are you in? You're in that, and are you in anything else? I'm so excited about that. Um, Adam ruins everything was based on a popular college humor series that they did, um, and then they sold the idea to True TV. And it's really great. I booked um, an awesome 
uh, recurring role on this show. And oh, those are my dogs, sorry. Um, I put an awesome recurring role. On, <laughs> um, I put an awesome recurring role on the show, and Adam plays my uh, like love interest. I'm trying to be a feminist, so instead of me saying like he, I'm his love interest, I'm like. My new thing now is that he plays my love interest. So I'm working on that, and I do have a few movies, uh, like some a real, really like huge and exciting project that's been like a dream of mine for years. Uh, I've recently been attached to, as well as a, a TV show. But unfortunately, I'm not allowed to talk about those yet. They haven't been like announced in the trades yet. Yeah. But y'all, are, y'all are going to be seeing more and more of me. Awesome. So uh, I know you're on Twitter, XO Haley Marie. Yes. You're on Periscope a lot. Is there any place else online that people can find you? Uh, yeah, my Instagram is hips, lips, and fingertips. Hips, lips, and fingertips. And uh, my, which someone told me, like, I thought it was very obvious with hips, lips, and fingertips, but it was like hips, and then your lips on your face, and then fingertips. So <laughs> it was like, I thought you meant like, hip slips like as in like my pussy or something and I was like that's so gross like I hope no one else thinks that when I say my username like I don't want people to think my name is like pussy yeah, yeah that, never, that never occurred to me till just now pussy. <laughs> okay good I'm, I'm happy to hear that um, so yeah Instagram is hip slips and fingertips and Twitter is XO Haley Murray Haley's H-A-Y-L-E-Y and uh, I guess it's the same for Periscope yeah uh, and speaking of Periscope, yeah. I know a few weeks ago I woke up and in the morning I'm looking through my Periscope and uh, like you know the feed and I see one of yours and you're outside of someone's house basically listening to them have sex. <laughs> Is that something that? Uh, yes. First of all, I want to point out that that I would I don't know if I would have the wherewithal to actually start Periscoping. I would probably listen, but I don't know if I would have that much <laughs> presence of mind. Uh, is that something that normally happens or just uh, just a chance occurrence? No, it was a chance occurrence. I was walking my friend to her car, and uh, these people were just, like, really loudly, like, having sex. And <laughs> I was just real happy for them. I felt so excited. I was like, the world should share in on this. Maybe we should all be a part of this. But Absolutely. It's Good for them. Bit. But I think some of the best parts, like, I didn't get on the scope with sex because when I ended it, then they got really loud. The girl came, like, 15 times. It was <laughs> insane. It was insane. And every time I, like, walk by that house, I, like, kind of try to, like, look for, like, the guy who I think was, like, bugging her. But he, just because I want to be, like, who's the man. But nobody has, like, matched up to, like, what I have in my head for, like, the guy yeah. who is, is, like, capable of making this girl come so many times. You can give him, so like, a thumbs up. Say, Way to go, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. Man, nice work. <laughs> uh, well, Haley, this has been awesome. Uh, I've mentioned on Twitter and I've mentioned on the show, my show before. You're one of my biggest celebrity crushes of all time, and uh, to have oh, you on the show is, so is just sweet. awesome. That makes me so happy. I <laughs> hope uh, after this interview you still feel the same way. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's fantastic. <laughs> and uh, do you ever have anything to promote, or you got anything coming up? You want to come back on the show, or you know, tweet at me, or, or, or whatever? We're here. Thank you. I would love that. Yeah, I'll definitely. Uh, yeah, maybe we can do another thing around like the season finale of Adam Moon's everything or whatever. Because the season finale is a really awesome episode for my character, or even further down the road, whenever I'm down. Absolutely, anytime, Haley Marie Norman. Thank you for uh, being on the show. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Have a good night. Mm-hmm. Okay, you too. Bye. Haley Marie Norman, Stern Jesus Show podcast, Chapter One, Verse Three.
Very awesome. It's an interview I've been looking forward to for a long time. I hope you all enjoyed it. It was cool. Great stories. Very, uh, still very young, but very accomplished and, you know, just well, you know, trained and, you know, acting and comedy and just uh, a great person and hot as hell. Go check her out. XO Haley Marie on Twitter. Haley Marie Norman. Use Google her name and IMDB and all that stuff and check her out. Stern G Show podcast. Got a lot more stuff coming up. So stay tuned. This is a public service announcement from the Stoner Jesus Show. Hello, ladies. Stoner Jesus here from the Stoner Jesus Show. A very important public service announcement. I have a very serious and simple question for all the ladies out there. Have you checked yo titties? As you know, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month and is known affectionately at the Stoner Jesus Show as Check Yo Titties Month. So ladies, how about it? Have you checked your titties? Have you goddamn titties checked by a professional titty checker? If you haven't, I don't know what you're waiting for. You gotta grab them titties. You gotta rub them titties. You gotta feel and squeeze them titties. How else are you going to find a lump or something early enough to where it can be combated by medical professionals or cannabis if that's what you choose? Check them titties. It's a very important public service announcement from the Stoner Jesus Show. Check them titties. The Stoner Jesus Show on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back, everybody. Stoner Jesus Show podcast. Chapter 1, verse 3. It is time for our our first podcast edition of Sex, Toys, and Stories from the Road with VJ Sexy Hippie, of course, there's a page for that up on stonerjesus.net. We got VDJ Sexy Hippie up on the Skype machine. How's it going, VDJ? Oh, uh, it's going bacony awesome as always. <laughs> How's things going up, Stoner Heaven, SJ? It's fucking cold and raining. It's annoying. Cold and cold and raining. Well, yeah. you know you got to talk to your dad about that shit. But maybe the crops need it. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, maybe the ladies screaming to God, oh, water me. So your dad said, okay, <laughs> fuck this. We've got to water the plants. Make everything all fucking awesome. Fucking A. Fucking A. But anyways, I was, uh, you know, thinking about a couple things, and I was like, huh, I haven't actually, like, when I touched base on making, you know, uh, your vagina or your down there taste better or smell better or <laughs> whatever. And I came across this article from cumking.net. Yes, or no, kingcum.net, I do apologize. And it's the ultimate secrets for great tasting cum. Now, guys, I know from my own experiences and whatnot, when a guy's cum tastes like crap, I want to spit. And I do spit. I don't fucking care. If it tastes awful, it tastes awful, I'm just going to spit it out. But when it tastes good, I suck on that cock a little bit more. And it's like, you know, trying to get some good stuff out of the fucking straw. So you know what? Here's some tips, you know. Here's an article that I found. The ultimate secrets for great tasting cum. 
Make your cum smell good. Your woman's going to go down on you. She's going to swallow. <laughs> she's going to want to suck that bitch out. Oh, fucking A. Fuck yeah, suck so, that bitch. Stop that bitch. So to most post people, the taste of semen is not something that they crave. Um, although there are dozens of people out there that they honestly like the way that jizz tastes. Uh, most people will tell you that it, ta- uh, it tastes um, like a, a salt tablet and that it's bitter. And I have actually came across where it is salty and bitter and it's just, ugh. But <laughs> the thing is, is I, from my experiences, I've learned that, you know, a guy's jizz can taste taste differently. Same guy, just based on his diet. So uh, that's from experience. So, <laughs> so mo- yes, that sounds bad, but it's true. Most men okay. pry, uh, pray that their partners would swallow their cum, but the biggest inheritance her- is that their partners hate the taste of cum. So there's an article, so it says, in this article, we will take you through some tips that will go along into teaching you how to make your cum taste better. So uh, take out your pen and your piece of paper, guys. <laughs> take down some notes. That's right. You know, look at your lady go, hmm, you want some nice lemon, some of my cream? <laughs> <laughs> So what makes up semen? Learning what ingredients make up your cum is actually very important because from this knowledge, you would know how to improve these ingredients so you have a better taste of cum. While semen obviously contains spermicide, the only account of a tiny percentage of the total cum load, 90% of cum is seminal fluid, and this is composed of several chemical ingredients. The base of this fluid is mainly proteins and sugar, fructose, uh, as well as several other traces, substances, and minerals. Below is a list of ingredients making up semen. So it's got proteins and amino acids like DNA, creatine, and glutathione, or something like that. Sugar is mainly fructose, inositose, and supatose. Vitamins like vitamin B12, is, um, azorbic acid, uh, minerals, zinc, uh, prosperous, uh, potassium, calcium, magnesium. So you know what? Cum is actually pretty healthy <laughs> if you think about it. Hormones, testosterone, and testosterone, and body byproducts. So, urine, uh, lactic acid, uh, uric acid, nitrogen. You know, so uh, in a majority, it's pretty healthy. You know, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't uh, recommend a um, diet consisting of cum, but you know, <laughs> it's pretty healthy for you. Somebody should try that. Exactly. Exactly. Well, no, no, it would be kind of hard though because you would have to get a, a, a couple guys in those cow milking machines on their penises. Yeah. To, you have to have a lot. You would have a lot, yeah. <laughs> uh, the taste and smell of your semen will is affected by your diet. So the smell and taste of your semen, like other substances from your body secrets, uh, is affected a lot by what you eat as well as what you drink. Uh, it, if you have been keen, we'll also notice the taste of vaginal secretions from your partner is also affected by what she eats and drinks. So it works both, you know, it's not just women, uh, not just men that have to pretty much watch the taste that we watch the taste of their cum in this, this uh, yeah. instance. Women too. Um, I know for a fact, like people who, if you eat onions or garlic, you know, it seeps through the pores and it seeps through the pores <laughs> even down there. Um, wow. So, you know, it, what you eat will affect the rest of your body. So, absolutely. Here's uh, here's a couple little things we could try to do. You know, um, <laughs> if you want to change uh, make change uh, the taste of your cum for the better, it is important that you change your diet as well as reduce the intake of uh, toxic chemicals in your body. Majority of supplements that help improve the taste of cum aim at increasing the amount of sugars contained in it. There's also other flavors to add saltiness and other uh, other tastes of the semen. So, why have a great taste in cum? 
that's kind of obvious, but <laughs> you know, you might be wondering what it matters uh, how your cum really tastes. It's simple. Ladies like men who have a sweet <clears throat> cum, and if you want your girls to keep coming back for more and love you even better, you need to make your cum as appetizing as possible. So making yeah. it just taste better. Uh, if you're a party animal, uh, you will be in for a big disappointment. This is because the first thing you need to limit is your intake of alcohol, drugs, cigarettes, and even junk food. Well, uh, research sucks. shows, yes, it does suck. <laughs> I can see the cigarettes, you know, because um, cigarettes do seep through your pores, and especially if you're a smoker and you're with a non-smoker, they'll smell it a lot different. Alcohol, same thing. I can see why. Pot, well, I love the smell of pot, so. <laughs> if a guy is, you know, if I'm, you know, sucking him off and he tastes like, you know, some really good weed, well, I might just keep on sucking. Fucking A. You know, fucking A. Uh, research shows <laughs> that vegetarians, whether males or females, tend to have body secretions that taste better. Therefore, it is your best interest to avoid eating fish, dairy, red meat. Uh, plenty of fresh vegetables and fruits is the secret behind great tasting men chowder. Uh, also, uh, drink lots of water and juice. This will ensure that your t- your cum is not thick and sticky, something that's very appetizing to most women. And it is. When it's a thick, sticky cum, it kind of makes you gag more. But if it's like, you know, liquidy and stuff like that, it's not that bad. You know? Man I'm sorry. So- <laughs> exactly. Uh, experts also recommend eating pineapples and even drinking juice made from it. And I can see pineapples because pineapples are very, very sweet, very... You know, and they're healthy too. It's a healthy diet. Therefore, yeah. it's in your best. In, uh, okay, sorry. Uh, or even drink a juice made from it. You can also try cranberry juice, citrus juice, uh, because these make the pH in your body more more acidity, ca- countering the semilacalactine, ac- which uh, will, which will make it bleachy. So, That's you know. Gross. It is kind of gross, but we're, we're, we got to look at all odds and ends, and we want great taste to come. So, yeah. Um, to increase the sugar content of your semen, eat or drink juices from fruits that have high sugar content, such as mangoes. Mangoes are good. Apples and grapes. Um, also, wheatgrass, parsley, and celery are great sweeteners for semen. And this is uh, down the chlorophyll that they have. Now, foods to avoid. It's very important to reduce your intake of foods that break down into chemicals that have a strong taste or smell for instance asparagus also avoid <laughs> onions and garlic as they have a high sulfur vegetables belonging to the cabbage family such as brussels sprouts cabbage broccoli collars and kales uh have a tendency of making your secretions t- uh, taste bitter so you better off avoid them and yeah. pretty much it seems like vegetables that make you fart <laughs> if it's gonna make you fart don't eat it because it's gonna affect the taste of your cum that's what it Absolutely. sounds like to me Yes. Now, there's a drink <laughs> recipe for great-tasting seed. So they have a drink here. So, again, pen and piece of paper. There you go. The recipe below incorporates several popular ingredients that enhance cum. They also came supplements used to increase the flavor of cum. This drink has the ability to make your jizz taste better and also a balanced diet. So it's called Super Spunk Smoothie. So one uh, cup of fresh or canned pineapple, a can, uh, can of, uh, a, one cup of apple juice, a cup of frozen banana, a half a teaspoon of cinnamon, a half a teaspoon of ginger, a quarter teaspoon of nutmeg, half a teaspoon of vanilla extracts, and two teaspoons of honey. Uh, you could also supplement two teaspoons of wheat germ, one raw egg, or one shot, shot of wheatgrass, and two tablespoons of flaxseed. Man. So um, 
It says directions, blend all the ingredients until smooth, drink immediately, repeat this every day for best results. That sounds like a lot of work. You think that somebody would already have made this and is probably selling it somewhere. You know what? It probably wouldn't be that bad, though. As long as you have a blender, you throw everything in, boom, you're done. But I guess... Jizz smoothie. It's a smoothie. I like smoothies, so... (laughs) (laughs) So, conclusion, while it is hot for women to swallow their cum, most men do not live to see this fantasy. Oh, poor guys. Poor guys. Indeed. Yes. Women are can be so prudish sometimes. Uh, part of this reason is due to the taste of cum, which I do understand. Uh, for 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 mo- most men, the secretion is salty and bitter. And a woman will crave for it, but if you take the time to make your sperm taste better, I can assure you that your girl will like it very much, and uh, she will be coming to you for more cum, which is all that a man wants from sex. So, with the tips above, uh, above uh, you can rest easily knowing that you feed your lady. On one of the best tasting cums. Um, there you go. Get that you know jizz what? smoothie. Yes, a jizz smoothie. You know what? I'm actually going to. I think I'm going to look for a guinea pig. Uh, a jizzy pig. A jizzy pig. A guinea pig. <laughs> I need a guinea pig. Serve this up to him for about two weeks and see how it goes. Kind of document on how. Well, his come taste, and if it works, then I can give awesome feedback. So be a documentary. A documentary, yes, yes, That'd be yes. Awesome. EGJ sexy hippie needs a guinea pig. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, and also too because everyone knows from Canada. So um, and I like to talk about what's going on here with you know the lady. I love Mary Jane, but unfortunately, it's only uh, legal for uh, medical purposes, and you need a medical license here. Uh, But pot possession is one of the things that happens. Uh, Our jails, of course, and our court system gets filled up with bullshit over simple pot uh, pot possession as well. Uh, But not as bad as it does in the States. Um, That's the one thing I have noticed. You know, generally, if you have, say, like a 0.5 or a 1 or even like, you know, 2 on you, cops generally just take it from you, throw it in the trash, and don't bother to charge you or anything like that because it's not really worth their time. Um, where I notice in the States, even small amounts can get you guys in trouble. Yeah. But this is an article on cbc.ca, and it's a Canada a police report a pot possession incident every nine minutes in Canada. So, um, police deal with a marijuana possession incident every nine minutes in Canada, according to 2014 figures. But a CBC News analyst found that where you live plays a big role in determining whether you would face criminal charges. Uh, Across Canada, we're very broad in different areas. You would not meet someone from Ontario be very... uh, You'll notice difference from someone from Ontario compared to someone in BC as far as certain little quirks and personality and the way their their up their upbringing is. Yeah. Uh, we're very a diverse country, um, but we're all proud. <laughs> we're all very proud of who we are. So Kenora, Kenora, BC tops the list of 34 cities for the highest per capita rate of marijuana charges. They were 251 charges per. 100,000 population in 2014, far above the Canadian average of 79. The city of St. John's, by contrast, only had 11 charges for the same amount of people. Uh, 
Stephen Harper announced a tougher attitude on drug possession when he took office, and the statistics show marijuana incidences and charges have gone up by 30% between 2006 and 2014. But local attitudes by law enforcement play a big role on how many charges are laid, according to experts. Now, it's pretty sad that all that money that's wasted in that time busting marijuana when you put elsewhere towards harder drugs. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm sorry. Uh, that's a big waste of money. It just is. Uh, there's no clear and obvious reason for the, for treating people differently, says Simon Fraser, University of Criminology, uh, Neil Boyle. Boyle. Uh, as for the Kenora numbers, that means we're working hard, said RCMP Super Nick Romanchuk, the officer in charge of police in Kenora. Uh, we are very proactive and tedious in our law enforcement. He said the RCMP didn't set out a, a target marijuana specifically, but instead of undertook a crackdown on drug crime in general when facing with the highest overall crime rate in Canada in 2012. So they did crack down, but it, it looks like there was some sort of reason why they cracked down, but it's just unfortunate that it's... I can understand the other drugs. I can understand the other shit. But just leave the lady alone. Like, seriously... We believe by enforcing the drug laws, uh, we're able to knock down other types of crime, Romachuk said. And it's true, but with the harder drugs. Yeah. I, I have to stress that fact. It's with the harder drugs. So after Canada, the second highest rate of charges for possession is in 2014 per 100,000 population uh, was Gatineau, Quebec, with 188, followed by Sherbrooke, Quebec, at 163. Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan, at 113, and Brantford, Ontario, at 102. All of them well above the national average of 79. The data were released by Statistics Canada over the summer to track 34 metropolitan areas with a population with at least uh, 100,000. Uh, at the other end of the scale, after St. John's, the lo- lowest rates were in Ontario cities of St. Catharines, Niagara at 17, Kingston at 20, Windsor at 22, and Thunder Bay at 24. So, again, the top five cities in Canada is Kenora, BC, Gatineau, Quebec, Sherbrooke, Quebec, uh, Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan, and Brantford, Ontario, and the bottom five cities is Thunder Bay, Ontario, Woods, Ontario, Kingston, Ontario, St. Catharines, Niagara, Ontario, and St. John's, Newfoundland, Labrador. Um, not a ho- highest priority. So possession for, of marijuana is probably not the highest on our radar, but it is something that we, we have to enforce. Says Super Marlin J- uh, Jesso of the Royal Newfoundland Canterbury. Jesso leads the RNC Joint Task Force with the RCMP that was set up in 2013 to crack down on drugs and organized crime. We're laying charges on possession, but they're probably not the priority, she says. Uh, we have the access each file, and then we decide at that time. Uh, if it's a person, if it, it's a person that's older and they've been caught with a joint or two, the paperwork alone is not something that we would would even deal with, and that is completely yeah. understandable. Like, if it's just a couple of joints, like seriously, what's the point? It's a waste of money to pay the officer to do the paperwork to do all that shit. Absolutely. We, uh, it's the same thing down in the United States. We, it's, I think it's an arrest every 45 seconds or whatever the hell it is. Just a lot of cops doing things that take them away from finding a real crime. Exactly, exactly. Like, it's one thing 
if the cop busts someone with some coke. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's a possession charge. You know, because someone who's fucked up on coke, you don't know what they're going to going to fucking do. Yeah. The worst thing that can happen by someone who's smoking a fucking joint is they go raid their fridge and they pass out on their couch. <laughs> that sounds good. Sounds really good. <laughs> you live like a cat. You live like a cat. You just eat and sleep. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Justice, Jessica said she couldn't comment on why the number of charges per 100 population was the lowest in, in St. John's. Uh, she said the priority of, of drug enforcement has been trafficking and organized crime. When you look at police drug se- uh, sections across Canada, they're very inundated with drug investigations. You can't deal with every uh, a charge for every single possession that comes to you because we're just so busy with everything else, Jess Ho says. Yeah. <laughs> so they've got to put their they got to prioritize where their resources need to go. Absolutely. And even enforcement. So Bill Vandegrief, a retired Winnipeg police detective and an activist pressing for legalization and regulation of marijuana. Okay. This is a retired police detective. He's pressing for what we're pressing for. This is someone who's to enforce these laws. Doesn't that tell them something? Does that tell the government something right there? You would think. <clears throat> and look at like, I know you've watched The Culture High. We both watched it. You know, how many people had to say their piece about legalization and for legalization that used to work in high-end areas? Yep. You know, in another movie, like, people, listeners, you guys have to watch that movie. You guys have it. You know, it's it was just fucking awesome. Uh, so it was. It really was. He said the uneven rate of lane charges across the country is not is a problem. Some police departments are vigorously enforcing them, like the RCMP, for example, and others are not. Others are turning a blind eye and simply disposing of the product and not laying charges, said Vander Golf. Uh, we, ha- we have had a consistency in something we're calling a crime. If there's not to be, uh, if there's not going to be consistency across this country, then let's not call it crime anymore. Let's call it con- let's control and regulate it. He says. Amen. Simon Fraser. Amen. Simon Fraser, criminologist, Neil Boyle, agrees. So there's a lot of people here, a lot of people that are agreeing to this who are educated people. They're not, and I guarantee you, you know, maybe some of these people have smoked in their lifetime. Maybe most of these people are probably not even smokers. These are people in high-end places. Yeah. And they should say just legalize and regulate it. Police resources are expensive and scarce, and we are wasting them on this issue. There are more important things for our police force to be doing. The overwhelming majority who don't use cannabis should care care that their tax dollars are being spent in this way, and they should care about the hypocrisy of labeling something a, someone a criminal for the act of that really doesn't threaten the social fabric in any fundamental way. To treat a person who's using cannabis as a criminal is like using a sledgehammer for a flea, says Boyd. So this is Canada ranks offenses for mo- from most to least serious in its crime severity index. Pot possession is the fourth least serious crime in Canada with only a few betting and gaming offenses considered less significant. Hmm. 
So it kind of gives a good perspective for the listeners as well from a Canadian perspective of how our marijuana laws work yeah. and how they are. You know? I noticed at the bottom of this story there's a poll asking if uh, you think it's right for people to be arrested for possession or whatever. The no vote, which I just voted, has over 85% of the vote. Yeah. So that's pretty good. Over 3,600 votes. It's just a matter of time before, you know, the will of the people shall be done to be uh, overly dramatic. Exactly. And with Canada, like in the States, I noticed with same-sex marriages and legalization of marijuana, it's going state by state by state. Yeah. In Canada... When it happens, it's going to happen across the board. Yeah. Same thing with same-sex marriages. When we had same legalization of same-sex marriages, you know, over 10 years ago, <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> just in one province. It was Canada-wide. Yeah. That's how our laws change in a lot of areas, and it's amazing. So we're not going to have as much as a battle as these guys da- da- down in the States do because these guys have all your states, and you, every state's a battle. Yep. So, so far, so off, good, but uh, it's it needs to move faster. Hopefully, it will in the next few years. It's going to, though. More and more and more is doing it. You know, I never thought I would see in my lifetime the states legalize it, and even one one state in my lifetime before Canada did. Yeah. And I was <laughs> so shocked to see that. And then it was like right on, right on, you know? And it's starting the movement here, too. And it's yeah. it's great to see. And I know myself, like, there's we, we have our election coming up, and one of the big issues is the legalization of marijuana, depending on how you want to vote in this election. And a lot of young people are concerned about this topic, and a lot of young people are talking about it. Um, I'm actually amazed. I, I, I have people who are telling me, okay, remind me to vote. Because they know this election is important for this issue. Absolutely. You know, and of course, I'm going to keep the listeners updated on Canadian politics on how everything turns out, and hopefully, hopefully, we got a good positive change coming up ahead. <laughs> so, there's a ticketing option proposed. The Canadian Association Chiefs of Police adopted a resolution in 2013 calling for the change in law to allow police police to ticket people for simple possession of marijuana. 30 grams or less rather than laying criminal charge. Simple possession, 30 grams or less. That's quite a bit of weed. Yeah. It's it's quite a bit. Ounce. A little over an ounce. It's a little bit over an ounce. I think that's awesome. In March of 2014, Justice Minister Peter McKay said he asked his department to start, start working on a proposal for that, although he made it clear neither legalization nor decriminalization of marijuana was being considered. I do think that moving into a ticketing system is potentially of benefit, and it is. It is of benefit ticketing instead of arresting and putting them in jail. Oh, yeah. Uh, Said Pamela McCool, a Vancouver board member for the group Smart Approaches to Marijuana Canada, formed in 2014. I think it has its benefits in that it would be an immediate sanction to a youth and youth studies show will respond very well to sanctions that are immediate. If they think they're going to get in trouble right away, they may deter be deterred more. And I think it's a good thing, said McCool. Uh, SAMC has stated that it's against legalizing marijuana possession, but also opposes saddling Canadians with a criminal record for possession of small amounts of marijuana. Yeah. I guess 
It is not a, a continuous conversation over whether it should be legalized or not, said Sup Jesco in St. John's. I personally don't want to see it legalized. I think it's opening up a can of worms for sure. But she said it's her opinion that police do need the option for, for ticketing to deal with possession cases. So, you know what? Our laws are a little bit different, and I'm hoping with this next election that we're going to see positive change for our cause uh, in Canada. And I think that um, not voting Harper is a very, very good thing. Do not vote <laughs> Harper. Go out and vote. Go out and vote. Wherever you are, go and vote. Even if you vote, vote Green Party or you vote for an independent, go out and cast your vote. Um, myself, uh, I have made my decision on where I'm going to be voting this election. Uh, I was kind of touch and go for a while, but I've decided I'm going to vote for the Liberal Party. But the NDP party, too, is a good party as well. You know, so, you know what? Go out and vote. Go That's vote what I have Canadian. to say to you. Yes, yes. I believe it's October 19th or 16th or something like that. I'm going to have to double check that. So, yes. Go out and vote Canada. Word. Word. So, anyways, I would like to encourage people, even though we're now on podcast and we're no longer live at this present point, I would still like to encourage people to send questions, topics, you can tweet them to me at VJJSexyHippie. You can email them to me at VJJSexyHippie at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you guys. I really would. Even if you just want to give me feedback, you know, send me a message to say, hey, uh, VJJSexyHippie, you kind of suck. <laughs> 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 you know, you're cool, you know. So uh, I really don't care, but come on, just just send me something. Right, do it. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, I will be talking to you soon. I hope everything's really good up in Stoner Heaven. Hell yeah. And yeah. So peace out, Jesus. Word. Let's also check your titties month. Woo-hoo. Check your titties. There you go. <laughs> uh, that's going to do it for us as well on the podcast. Some retro Stoner Jesus coming up. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you on the next podcast. And as always, peace, bitches. <laughs> And now, a Retro Stoner Jesus clip. It is April Fool's Day. So to to commemorate this occasion, we have profiles in death. But not just any profiles in death. We have a profile in death of the greatest prankster of all time. You may be wondering, who, Jesus, who's who's the greatest prankster of all time? Who's this person you've been talking about for 45 minutes and won't tell us who the fuck it is? Why don't you just get to it? First of all, don't raise your voice to Jesus. Second of all, I'm going to tell you who it is. The greatest prankster of all time was none other than Judas. That's right. I could tell you so many stories. I know when, uh, when I would turn water into wine, when I wasn't looking, Judas would take my wine, and he would replace it with his own urine, which, oddly enough, was the same color as wine. And then I would drink it, and I was drinking urine, and that was the basis of the prank, and it was, everybody laughed. Everybody thought it was funny. It was, it was, I guess looking back on it, it was, it was good times. I can't, I mean, I, can't, I can laugh at things now. I'm not bitter or anything. But I can look back on these things, little incidents that happened between me and Judas, and and I can I can take solace in the fact that I'm alive and he's dead. 
I remember this one time. He was, he was so crazy. I remember this one time. It was a beautiful, gorgeous day in Jerusalem. And we're all sitting outside. Me and the rest of the disciples, Judas had gone off in the morning to do whatever he was doing. I guess to set up his prank. So me and the rest of the disciples are chilling. We're outside. The weather's great. We're blazing spliffs under this big tree. We're all getting fucking baked. I'm dropping some knowledge on their asses about goodness and greatness and awesomeness and all that other shit. And who shows up? It's, it's Judas and a bunch of Roman soldiers. <laughs> You'll never believe what happened next. They drag me into the city. They whip the fuck out of me. They gave me this big-ass heavy cross that I got to drag back across the city, up this fucking hill, and then huh, you think it's over. It's not over, son. The prank just keeps going. They nail me to that fucking cross and my hands and my feet, and they prop it up, and they leave me there to die. Can you believe it? No, I don't say, I don't care what you say. You can argue with me all day. There is no greater prank in history. I mean, looking, looking back on it, I got to say, Judas, you got me. You got me, son. I remember thinking when I was up there, fucking Judas, man, that was hardcore. I don't know how much planning you went into this. It's fucking hardcore. <laughs> and then I fucking died. I died. Holy shit. Holy shit. Tell me a prank that tops that. Tell me a prank that tops that. You cannot tell me that Judas is not the greatest prankster of all time. I know for a fact that he is. I was the butt of many of his jokes, which, as I said, I can look back now. I can laugh. Ha <laughs> Not bitter. Not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not spiteful. That's why I can bestow this, 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 this profiles and death award on on Judas as the greatest prankster of all time. You just. You just have no idea. Drunky Brewster one in the chat room said, "Fuck Judas." Um, yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. But still, you, you got to give it to him. I was so. It was so elaborate with the, the cross and the nailing and the rising from the dead. Come on. Come on. The Stoner Jesus Show on CannabisRadio.com.